Good evening, and welcome to the Church of the Holy Spirit for Daily Mass. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Father. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Christ eleison, Christ eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Let us pray. Grant us, Lord, we pray, that being rightly conformed to the Paschal Mysteries, what we celebrate in joy may protect and save us with perpetual power. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The apostles and presbyters, in agreement with the whole church, decided to choose representatives and to send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. The ones chosen were Judas, who was called Barsabas, and Silas, 
leaders among the brothers. This is the letter delivered by them. The apostles and the presbyters, your brothers, to the brothers in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia of Gentile origin, greetings. Since we have heard that some of our number who went out without any mandate from us have upset you with their teachings and disturbed your peace of mind, we have with one accord decided to choose representatives and to send them to you along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have dedicated their lives to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are sending Judas and Silas, who will also convey this same message by word of mouth. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us not to place on you any burden beyond these necessities, namely, to abstain from meat sacrificed to idols, from blood, from meats of strangled animals, and from unlawful marriage. If you keep free of these, you will be doing what is right. Farewell. And so they were sent on their journey. Upon their arrival in Antioch, they called the assembly together and the, delivered the letter. When the people read it, they were delighted with the exhortation. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.
Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I've called you friends because I've told you everything I have heard from my father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. This I command you, love one another. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we've been going along in Acts of the Apostles. But yesterday, it's a little confusing because yesterday was a feast day for St. Matthias, who is the 13th apostle, becomes the 12th apostle, who replaced Judas Iscariot because Judas betrayed Jesus and Judas died. So we are going like, we should have been in Acts chapter 15, but we went back to Acts chapter 1 yesterday. And so we heard a name yesterday, uh, which was... Joseph Barsabbas, Eustace, or Justus, um, who was the other person against Matthias, not against Matthias, but in the pool with Matthias when they drew lots to decide who this new apostle would be. So we, we heard this name yesterday. Today we hear this name again, Barsabbas. We're 15 chapters later, and it's a different one. And this name only occurs in the Acts of the Apostles like this twice independently, and they're two different people. Um, so just for clarity, this guy's like not getting a second chance after he didn't get, he's, I mean, he's still part of the group. He's probably one of the 70, but it's a different one. Uh, a lot of Jewish people have names that begin with bar because bar means uh, son, like son of. So uh, bar Sabbas. So it's a different one. And uh, this one is going with Silas, who has another name in other parts of the Bible named Silvanus, which is also confusing. So Barsabbas too, and Silas, also known as Silvanus later on, are going together from Jerusalem, they say down to Antioch, it's north of Antioch, or it, from Jerusalem, yeah, to Antioch. They say down to Antioch, uh, it's probably topographically down, but it's north. So just to clarify that too, they're going to Antioch. Antioch is where Paul and Barnabas are. So different apostles are spread out in different places. Paul and Barnabas have been doing these missions. Uh, and Barnabas and Barsabbas are two different names as well. Again, Bar means son of, so uh, Barnabas. And they say uh, it means son of encouragement. So Barnabas and Paul are up there and they're working together. And they've worked together well and they traveled together and they're running this church together. However, this big decision was just made in Jerusalem. In this chapter, Acts 15, there was the Council of Jerusalem, and 
they made a decision. So there's been this stress about what do we do with non-Jewish people who want to become Christians. And the instinct is they have to become Jewish and then they become Christians. And they've been getting this different feedback as different people are doing these missionary things. And in Acts chapter 10, five chapters earlier, Peter had this vision where this giant tablecloth came down and all these animals were on it. And he heard this commandment, slaughter and eat. And it was this like feeling that all of a sudden non-Jews were allowed to become Christians. And he went and baptized a Roman soldier and the Holy Spirit came down upon him and his people and he was not Jewish. And so there's this idea that non-Jewish people can also receive the Holy Spirit. So this has been stewing in Peter and it's been stewing in some of the other apostles. And finally they get together and it seems like James, who's the Bishop of Jerusalem, is over top of this council and people are debating and making speeches. And at the end of this council, they decide you don't have to become Jewish first. So you don't have to follow certain laws. You don't have to receive circumcision. Uh, you don't have to follow most of the Jewish laws. But then they make a couple exceptions. So they say um, kind of some dietary, not completely kosher, but they don't want to scandalize Jewish people or Jews who became Christians. So they say, we still don't want you eating meat from strangled animals, and we don't want you eating meat that was sacrificed to idols like pagan gods. So if it was ritualistically sacrificed by a pagan priest to a pagan god, then just stay away from it. It's not wrong. You can eat it. If you eat it, it's okay, but we don't want to, we don't, just don't do it right now. Um, and the other thing they said is no unlawful marriages. Unlawful marriage uh, is kind of like they're drawing from natural law a little bit here too. Unlawful marriage would be like marrying uh, a very close relative through blood or not through blood, but kind of like shutting down that idea of um, I'm free from the Jewish law, I can do anything. And they're like, well, no, maybe we should not have uh, marriages to family members who are very close. So that's another basic law that they kept from the Jewish law, which were kind of practical matters, not theological matters. So this is interesting, I think, because it's a church who is trying to figure out how to spread the message and how people should live with the message. And they have this message from Jesus Christ. They are uh, mostly the apostles are witnesses to the resurrection and all these other Christians have been joining around them. They gather together, they talk through this thing. And again, I want to keep emphasizing, especially in Acts, the church is discovering it's, it's just like Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man. And so we as the church, we are human beings and we have natural abilities, natural skill. We can think, we can reason, um, but we're also human, we can sin. And the church is also fully God. So the Holy Spirit is with us and supplies things for us and um, influences us and inspires us. And it's these two things have to keep working together because uh, we don't, sometimes like we get into one camp or the other, the church is perfect, the, the church is the body of Christ, which it is, um, but there's a human element to it there and uh, there can be mistakes or we are expected to give effort into it. It's not like it's just magical now, it's God and so everything's gonna work out. There's, there's human effort that's required, but also, uh, we don't believe that if we work hard enough, the church will be perfect. There needs to be discernment there, and there needs to be the inspiration of the Holy Spirit happening. So what's happening in the Acts of the Apostles today is these two characters, Silas, also known as Silvanus, and Barsabbas, the number two, are going, and they're carrying a letter, and there's a letter published in Acts of the Apostles at this time. 
So in the New Testament, a lot of it is just straight letters. We call them epistles. These are letters mostly from Paul, but from other people too, like the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, uh, the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. So there's a lot of letters in the Bible, but this is a letter within a book. So it's the book of the Acts of the Apostles, which means the things the apostles did. And within this book, there's another subletter, And that's the letter we read today. And this letter is a letter that these two messengers for the apostles, Silas and Barsabbas, are carrying physically from Jerusalem to Antioch, where there's a Christian community. And they present it, and they say, the apostles met, and the apostles made a decision that you don't have to convert non-Jews into the Jewish faith to follow the Jewish law. It's too difficult. So I think this also brings another interesting point about the way the church makes decisions. Sometimes the church makes a decision and it seemingly makes things stricter for us. We decide uh, you can't do something. But also sometimes when the church is helping us form our consciences, it makes a decision and says, this is too difficult and you shouldn't do it right now. Uh, people now have problem with the church saying you don't have to come to Sunday Mass right now because that's a divine commandment. Keep holy the Sabbath. But there is some sort of authority. It makes sense right now that we're not inside the church buildings. Some people had a problem with the Second Vatican Council, 1962 to 1965, which relaxed some, some rules. Only a couple decades ago, you had a fast from midnight until you received communion. You couldn't eat anything. Um, now we only have to fast one hour before we receive communion. And people are like, that's too easy. Back in my day, we had to do this. Why is the church taking away all these disciplines? And disciplines are good and sacrifices are good. And that's, that has something to do with the church. But it's also the church's business to say, this sacrifice is too much for some people or it's a distraction for some people. It doesn't mean you, you can't fast on your own. You're allowed to fast for midnight before you receive communion. Um, you're allowed to make Lent more difficult. You're allowed to add sacrifices into your life. As you grow in, in faith and holiness and God gives you special strength to do these things, they are good. You don't have to eat meat any Friday. You can always fast. A lot of people don't eat meat any Friday throughout the year. Um, but the church only asks us to not eat meat on Fridays in Lent, and it asks us to make some sort of small sacrifice in the place of not eating meat on other Fridays. Um, that was making a rule a little bit easier. And again, it's the church taking their discernment of the Holy Spirit. This is a stumbling block for people, and it's not a necessary discipline right now. In the confessional, too, this happens a little bit. Um, sometimes everybody thinks they're going to get yelled at in confession. I don't know why. But uh, you go into confession, and when I'm speaking, I mean, I, I forgive the sins is my primary function of speaking, and sometimes that's the only thing I do. I don't give any counsel if I don't feel it's necessary. But sometimes it's uh, advising for you to work a little bit at getting over these sins, and sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes people's consciences are formed that they need to do all these things, and they need to do this and have these impossible expectations, and part of my job as, as speaking with with my voice, but God speaking through my voice, is saying, you're holding these impossible standards and you need to cool it just a little bit because this is a real religion for real people and it's God mixing with humanity and it doesn't necessarily look like this abstract perfection that you're talking about. So this is one of the rules of the church uh, to tell people to take it just a little bit easier uh, because it's a relationship with God that we're working on. Um, it's not this like set of puzzle pieces or goals of things we need to get together perfectly immediately right now.
Joining our voices together as one, we raise our prayers to God, the Almighty Father. For the church, the body of Christ, may the Lord continue to guide and sanctify us in his saving work. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. For our public officials, may the strong hand of God assist them in using their talents for the better, betterment of all. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those suffering from poverty or lack of stable living conditions, may God look graciously upon their need for food, shelter, and community. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all in this faith community, may the love of Christ infuse our hearts and conform us evermore to his ways. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have died, may they rest in the eternal arms of God who loves them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for today's Mass intention, the repose of the soul of Jeffrey Warner, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Lord God, Almighty Father, we ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God, of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth, and work of human hands, who will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine, and work of human hands, who will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept this sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all, his holy church. Graciously sanctify these gifts, O Lord, we pray, and accepting the oblation of this spiritual sacrifice, make of us an eternal offering to you through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. 
and just our duty and our salvation at all times to acclaim you O Lord but in this time above all to laud you yet more gloriously when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed for he is the true lamb who has taken away the sins of the world by dying he has destroyed our death and by rising restored our life. Therefore overcome with paschal joy every land, every people exalts in your praise and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. 
Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity. Together with Francis, our Pope, and Ronald, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who please you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. 
Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Let us pray. We have partaken of the gifts of this sacred mystery, humbly imploring, O Lord, that what your Son commanded us to do in memory of him may bring us growth in charity. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.